a couple of weeks before we started rehearsals, I began by researching a little bit about the era. Um, I thought rather than jump in too quickly with the story, I wanted to understand what was going on in the world, especially because her journey in the piece follows, you know, she falls in love with this radical political being. Um, so I wanted to look up exactly what was happening in the build-up to Russia and the Ukraine, like sort of around that whole Soviet area in 1905. Um, and there were loads of various different changes going on, hence why the Jews ended up being forced to leave. Um, and then furthering that, I read the original Shalom Aleichem stories. Um, and there, he has chapters on each of the daughters. So I read it all, but then specifically sort of went through the huddle chapter, like vigorously highlighting and noting things down. Um, and then going through the script and just doing very standard Stanislavski kind of work. You know, what does the character say about herself? What do others say about her? You know, forming a character, you know, almost intellectualizing and forming a character before you get a chance to like, dive into objectives yeah well I guess I'd have expected you to, to say all that but I had no idea you did a separate chapter on each daughter so we all ought to be yeah. going and reading it yeah I saw Hoddle Chava I think there's a is there a Sprinter and Bielka aren't they the little ones yeah yeah so even on the little ones yeah 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 and then what about your own sort of personal relationship I mean have you got brothers and sisters yeah, I'm the eldest of three. So my sister is has just turned 24. Um, my brother is 20, and I'm 26. Um, and yeah, grew up like very traditionalist Jewish households. We all went to Jewish nurseries, primaries, secondary schools. Um, we live in Elstree and Boreham Wood, which is a very lovely, modern Jewish area. Um, but... Yeah, again, like, grew up very traditionalist, so so much of the story for me rings so true. Going home on Friday nights after rehearsals, having just done Sabbath prayer at work, was like, oh, my God, this is literally art imitating life. <laughs> for me, anyway, um, it's very surreal. But, yeah, it's lovely. Your parents must be so thrilled about you playing a particular part, I would imagine. When I got the phone call that I'd been offered it, I, I burst into tears and then I told my mum and we both rang my dad because I was actually at home teaching singing lessons. Huh. <laughs> um, and we rang my dad and then when he got home, we went for Friday night at my grandma's because I was offered it on a Friday. We went to Friday night at my grandma's and we had a conversation about my dad's mum, my other grandma passed away last year. So we had a chat about how much she would have loved to have seen it and... Yeah, it means a lot to my family, this show. And when you say you've grown up in a traditional family, so you, do you go to an Orthodox synagogue, so modern Orthodox? Yeah, modern Orthodox, United Synagogue. Mm. Yeah. Um, we went a lot as kids, um, you know, children's services, and it was very much just a social house, mm. exactly mm. what it's meant to be. My dad enjoys going to see people that he may not see otherwise. My best friends now are some of the boys that I grew up with because all of our family, like our parents all moved to the area at the same time. And we all went to the same nursery and our parents are all friends. 
of course, the whole point about Hoddle is that it, she breaks the mould. It's a huge yeah. rebellion on many fronts, dancing with a man at a wedding and then making this incredible decision to follow him. So um, that, is that something you can identify with? I don't know if you've ever broken any moulds yet, but probably, I would imagine. Going to drama school definitely broke the mould. I went to Emmanuel College, which is a modern Orthodox Jewish school. And it was very out of the ordinary, especially how many years ago did I leave school in 2009, for someone to go and do that and rather than like, you know, not going through the UCAS avenue. Mm. Um, so it was definitely a different move and something that I don't think anyone really had done before I did at school. That's how I definitely can relate to hers, doing something completely different to my peers. But yeah. I'll tell you what I found the most moving when I was reading about it again, imagining the horror of Perchik's predicament. I mean, he goes, that's bad enough, but then you hear he's in Siberia. And I don't know whether in Anatevka they would have realised the full horror of that. But I'm guessing you've had to, again, do a bit of research about Siberia and how horrible that would have been in 1905. And whether or not, do you think they would have known how dreadful that was? It was just... Was it just fear of the unknown or you knew it was something terrible? I think there would have been a lot of fear of the unknown. I think they would have known climate and weather-wise that it would be extremely cold. Um, but whether or not they knew about the prisoner of war camps and exactly what they entailed, I don't think they would have so much because they were so enclosed in their shtetl life that it would have been... They knew that that's where people were sent, but to what extent that they were living in, under what conditions, I'm not sure exactly if they completely knew. I mean, it's unimaginable what Hoddle was, would have gone through once she'd left as a woman not on her own, a girl, a young girl. Yeah, getting there, let alone mm. just being in Siberia. Yes, so presumably you're thinking of all that, but also remembering she yeah. doesn't know. Yeah, so that's all horrifying. I think we'd better get back to the joy of Fiddler on the Roof and making it all sound so... so. <laughs> but that's the whole point, the joy, joy and the sadness is mixed, isn't it? So as you're doing it, it must you must get the joy, especially with Omid Jalili in, in the lead. That must be incredible. He's a gorgeous, bouncy, wonderful man. I've seen him lots of times. I've interviewed him, but I remember him being in a show called The Arab and the Jew, even though he's not an Arab at all, but it was very yeah. funny. Um, so he brings a lot to it, I'm sure. It's something different because he isn't Jewish, I guess. No, but his shtick is fantastic. Yes. And I think that there's so much about different groups of people who all come from a very community-based life or culture there's so much that you can embody to bring that into the Jewish culture and what we are trying to portray with Fiddler and he does it so brilliantly and also for him playing my father he has kids in their 20s so exactly like I would be with my dad and it's really just a joy to play opposite him he's wonderful <laughs> I can quite imagine that. I'm just longing to see him playing a part. And the other thing is, of course, you and Tracy Ann Oberman, you're the, I think you're the only Jewish members of the cast, is that right? Because she's playing, she's, she's playing Golda, the, the wife, isn't yes, she? Yes, and I know that Joss Slovic, who's playing Mottel, is also Jewish. Oh, right, so there's three of you. Right, you're the only Jewish women in the cast. So yeah. is, how, what's it like for you three? Do people keep consulting you? Well, I think myself and Tracy are slightly more practising, in a sense, than Joss, and... Myself and Tracy grew up very similarly. Tracy grew up in Stanmore. I grew up in Elster and Boreham Woods. 
also in a very modern orthodox um, way of life to the point that, you know, you get taught everything, whether or not you choose to, you know, obey all the, all the rules is one thing, but we were definitely very educated on our Jewish life as kids. So yeah, from an upbringing perspective, we're very, very similar. Well, that's nice if you're playing her daughter. Oh, it's so, so lovely. Um, and yeah, there has been the odd bit of consulting, um, but that's been really nice. And it, it makes it feel really inclusive that A, you're trying to feed some knowledge, but also people are asking you so they can be more informed and, you know, bring such a authenticity to the piece, which is also really important. I see there's a photograph of you. I think it's at the Shabbat table, and it must be a photograph of in the Sabbath prayer. That song, the, the Sabbath prayer, which is done actually at the Sabbath table, and there's a photograph of you all at it. That That's one where I think they would definitely yeah. probably have consulted you. You know, lighting the yeah, candles. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Even just the order of what happens. The mother lights the candles, and then you make Kiddush, and then you'll say Hamotzi mm. and bless the bread. So... Yeah, definitely for a structural thing of Shabbat and Friday night dinner, how does that all work mm. ritualistically? But that's been really lovely to share with everyone. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. What fun, you know, how lovely it is to be outgoing about that. So tell me a bit about um, Daniel is an incredible director, So, and you've got a wonderful choreographer, Alistair David, and I've interviewed Les Brotherston recently about his career, and he was just yeah. beginning work on this, and he was really scratching his head about authenticity of male and female head covering. When he discovered I was yeah. Jewish, he want, really wanted me to tell him everything about Anna Tevka in 1905, which I have to admit I couldn't do without researching it. You've got such a wonderful team there, so t tell me about the joy of the choreography and, and in fact the music because it, it's incredible isn't it the whole process has been completely joyous um even from my initial meeting with them and my audition you know they were so open and even in my audition we had a discussion about my background and how everything is gonna fit in the piece and then once we started they are just the most wonderful group of people to work with. So open, so generous, so willing to take on your ideas. Um, it's been just a brilliant creative process from all aspects. The music is so amazing. We've had the pleasure of having some of the musicians in our rehearsal room. Um, and we've had Darius Luke playing the violin at the very beginning. And that sound with this show is so iconic that the first day he came into rehearsals was just epic. Um, but yeah, Alistair, Daniel, Les's work, like the set, how we create the set and how Les has designed it so that we make our world as we go. It's just such a wonderfully innovative idea. Mm. It's, it's brilliant and it looks amazing. Mm. What do you mean by you make your world? That sounds incredible and exciting, as you say. We had a wonderful teacher come in called Maureen Kendler, um, and she she gave the uh, the idea that every Jewish person has a suitcase ready at their door, um, and almost that has led into how we create our world. But I don't re I don't really want to say anymore because no, I think no no don't that's that's just it's such a wonderful glimpse and it's tantalising it should make people want to pack their suitcase and come just straight away. So do you think that there's something new that can come out of it? Because given the way there are refugees all over the world now, 
probably weren't even last time there was a major production of this. Do you think there's a new resonance for now, a very sad resonance? Yeah, definitely. And I think especially in Europe, um, with politically what we're going through as a collective and with, you know, what's happening in Syria and all over, I think that plenty of people can come and see the show and it be really resonant with what's going on now and the idea that someone is told that they have to pack up everything they own in three days and move and go to somewhere, you know, Tevi and his family are planning on going to America. Um, Title, one of his daughters, is going to... They go to Krakow um, to hopefully meet them later. And I think it's really relatable for what's going on now. You know, people from Syria and wherever are being displaced all over Europe to hopefully one day connect with their families again. And I think it's something that we all need to be aware of and we all need to do our best to try and help those who need helping. Well, we'll leave it on that sad note, but actually it's a really joyful show. So, um, well, perhaps we shouldn't leave it on that sad note. What's the most joyful thing about the whole show for you that you think the audience will pick up on? The most joyful thing for me is that we have the most extraordinary book and it's filled with so much humour that even in the darkest times of this piece, there is always a joke. There is always that glimmer of light um, because I think as Jewish people, we always have that joy and we we always have a humour even when there's sadness. It's never fully sad. There's always a light with sadness. Um, and the music is wonderful. The cast are phenomenal. And I just can't wait for people to see it because I think it's going to be really, really special.